This is Aikido Discussed, your regular weekly Aikido podcast where we talk about all the beautiful things that are the world of Aikido. I am Christopher Hine, head instructor at Aikido Fresno, and with me today is Joshua Tihi, assistant instructor at Aikido Fresno, and my son McDaniel, third QM student at Aikido Fresno. So, I don't know if we've heard from anyone on this, but I wonder what people think about the, the intro. <laughs> It's great, isn't it? Every I mean, I enjoy it. it so much. Makes me smile. Every time I, I, every it's time. the same, and yet slightly different in a way that is just, it's so good. So. It's like The Simpsons. You never know who's going to be on the couch. That's, last, right. Right? That's right. That's true. Yeah. So, um, we're talking about something today, I'm sure. Hey, wait. I know uh, that. Yeah. <laughs> First of all, though, yeah. uh, let's send out a quick shout-out and congratulations to Ignacio. Oh, yeah. Ignacio Arzola. Congratulations. He passed his first Q test at our, <coughs> at our school. It was yeah. a long, arduous test, about a three-hour test, uh, outside in the heat. Um, and you got thrown around in the dirt a whole bunch and uh, threw some other people around, around the dirt. The dirt yeah. Got stabbed a couple times. Got stabbed a bunch, not yeah. Really Didn't sad. get stabbed a couple times. Yeah, he did a good job of not getting stabbed a bunch. Um, yeah, did a lot of, lot of wrestling around and got, got bullied a bit. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, yeah and so that kind of Congratulations. Gives that gave us our idea for our topic today. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah Ignacio Arzola gave us our topic for our uh, thing day. I was also going to say, uh, I thought this is what you were going to do. You should get the shout-outs to our Patreon. Oh, early oh, on. Uh, and then we just get that done right yeah. now, and then okay. we don't have to sweat it. Well, right up off the bat. Okay. Um, so, firstly, we would like to, wow, of course. The, Dustly. The, and then <laughs> it just disappeared. Yeah, really, yeah. It literally just disappeared out from, it locked. Okay, so here we go. Um, we'd like to thank Matt Riley, Warwick Dean, Jim Sullivan, Lenny Acuna, and Grant Templin. There right. we go. It's out of the way. Thank you so yep. much, guys. Yeah, yeah uh, thank you a lot. Um, and you guys have pretty much been supporting us from the beginning here since we started our Patreon page. We appreciate it. We're doing real well. What do we got right now, my $15? No. Nine dollars. Yeah, nine dollars. So fifteen's what we're looking awesome. for. Um, and we're at nine right now, so that's. And anyone good. who knows podcasting knows that's a really good, good number. It's true. Nine dollars. That's the, that's the number most podcasters are looking to get into. Once they can squeeze into that nine right, dollar bracket right, right. from here. It's, yeah, it's only it's Adam Carolla. It's Adam Carolla money after this. You know, it's real funny with our podcast. I, people are getting to hear a bunch of shit that's not Aikido right that's now. I, I hope you're interested in that, people. Um, if you're not, please let us know in the comments. <laughs> Fast forward about five um, minutes and then we'll yeah, get there. Yeah, but uh, uh, no, you know it's funny with our podcast because like when it goes up, because um, it takes a while to upload, you know. So I set it to upload, and when it goes up, usually. I look at it about an hour or so after it's been up, and it almost already has, you know, always like 30 listens or something. So it's like we get a lot of listens out really quick, and usually by the end of that day, we have about 100 listens, um, and then we kind of cap out around 200 and something listens, you know? So it's nice because I think that means our audience is a real consistent group of people who just get in and listen to it right away. So yeah. thanks for listening. That's yeah. what we like. Okay, so now it's oh, the actual also, but, but tell your friends also and share it with yeah, people if they want. Because obviously we'd like to grow it a little bit. We, we would like to be the, like, the what the fuck of Aikido right. podcast. What, what is that? What's Mark what's, Maron. With Mark Maron, the podcast. Oh, yeah. it's, it's a really famous podcast. All right. So. It's the It's podcast. the podcast. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah. So we want, basically, we're, we're aiming to be that, but of the Aikido podcast. I know it's a really big market, but... Right, right. Yeah, the Aikido right. podcast market. Those to... guys have 150 followers. Yeah, yeah. get on our level. <laughs> Come on, Mark Marin. We'll have you on our podcast. How about so, that? So, uh, 
Ignacio had uh, suggested a topic the other day, and we thought that it was a good topic. Uh, and it's, it's something that's like uh, perfect for him because it's something that he does, and it's the idea of uh, cross-training. So while you're studying Aikido, uh, going off and studying either a, another martial art or a different style of Aikido somewhere, or, um, you know, just branching out beyond your school uh, and studying other martial arts uh, in other environments. And this is something also that we actually ended up talking about on his actual test. Um, we had a little like question and answer session and uh, uh, Chris opened it up to the audience to ask him questions and just kind of grill him on different things and uh, you know he obviously brought up that he also trains in uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and uh, we BJJ. Kind of, BJJ. I, don't, I don't think he said that. No, Mike <laughs> said BJJ about 30 times about BJJ. <laughs> And so uh, we were kind of asking him about his relationship to Aikido and, and when he decided to go train in another martial art and, and what that is for him and if he considers it cross-training or... Uh, and what, what is it that he said? He said... It's just training. Like It's, it's, it's all about training him. Yeah, it's, right. It's training so to him, him, it's not cross-training. So right, it's not... Diff it's just training. Right. Yeah, because he is the common denominator. So for him, it's, it's all the same. Which I like that. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I think that that's an, an interesting way to look at it because... So let's let's open this up first and um, just kind of throw it out on a basic level. And I think I know the, the answer from both of you, but... So let's go to the phones. Let's go. No. Uh, good, is it something that, that you should do? Do you think that it's beneficial to train, to, to do the, this kind of cross-training? Uh, my answer is like all of my answers, which is, well, it depends. Um, so look, if you just want to do Aikido, then no, it's not. I mean, and why do you do Aikido is the question you have to ask. So for me, studying Aikido, especially initially, was about learning martial arts as a whole. And I chose Aikido because it seemed like a martial art that I could get a lot from. Um, so that's why I studied it. But um, of course, I had to study other things. So if you want to like understand martial arts as a whole, you absolutely have to study multiple martial arts. If you want to really understand Aikido, I think you gotta kind of study other martial arts too to understand what it's not, right? So like, study another martial art, and you see other things they do, and you go, "Oh, Aikido is not that." Um, so that's kind of beneficial in, in understanding. But I mean, heck, if you just want to have a hobby and do a thing, like there's no reason to cross train. It just depends on what you want out of it, you know? Yeah. And so, what are the benefits? And you sort of mentioned answered it already uh but what are some of the benefits then of, of cross training i mean what's the the thing that you're hoping that one can get from going and studying you know muay thai or, or brazilian jiu-jitsu or boxing at the same time that they're doing aikido um it, you're going to see other skill sets and you know to me if you've only ever done aikido and you see yourself as a martial artist then you think that Aikido must have all the answers or something like that. Uh, you, you really don't have the ability to, to look at other things and judge what Aikido is and is not. So, so cross-training certainly does that for you. It, it, it teaches you other you know, cultures, if you will, of martial arts. And that could be you know, literal cultures, like from different you know, regions. Um, but it also, just in martial arts, there's different ways to approach martial arts and different mindsets to have. And so um, if you only do Aikido, it's kind of hard to say what those others are. No, why Aikido would be different than those other things. And what's the, um, 
are there cross trains? So I'm doing Aikido. I want to cross train. Are there certain arts that you think work well um, and would be beneficial to train? So I know a lot of people are all about, you know, doing the wrestling thing with uh, Aikido now. Um, are, are there specific um, training, you know, martial arts that you would point people to and say, hey, try this or this or this? Man, I just never have simple answers. So, so look, like, I mean, I wish I really That's would love to just go, this yeah, show. study karate. That's what you should do. But, but you know, like, I mean, cross-training is certainly nothing new with the Aikido community. I mean, Aikido people have been cross-training since the very, very beginning. If you look at someone like Mochizuki, Mochizuki, uh, a very famous Aikido instructor, he uh, uh, was doing all kinds of other martial arts from the beginning. A lot of guys came from the Kodokan, from, from Judo, to do Aikido and kept their Judo practice alive while doing it. Um, several people have come from sword arts, um, Iaido and Kendo and various forms of Kenjutsu to do Aikido. So Aikido has been cross-trained forever, like since the very, very beginning. And does it all, uh, has it mostly gone uh, to Aikido from other stuff or from Aikido to other stuff? Really commonly from other stuff to right, Aikido, right, okay. uh, especially in the beginning from other stuff to Aikido. Uh, and I think Aikido has an interesting way of looking at things. I mean, the way I see Aikido. And if you study other martial arts, it's like, oh, that's cool. That's a slightly different approach to martial arts as a whole. So I see why it could be appealing to people who do other martial arts. But now that so many people, like Aikido has been a very popular martial art, um, I think a lot of people know Aikido and they don't know other things. And so they need to kind of do the opposite of what right. originally happened, yeah, which is yeah. now see what the other martial arts systems think. I know? think Aikido is a good gateway art for a lot of people. Um that wouldn't have otherwise gotten into martial arts. Um, for me, at least, that's the case. And I, I definitely have met a lot of other people who would probably fall into that category where it's like, I probably, I mean, I always thought martial arts were cool, but I didn't consider myself to be the kind of person that would... You're not going to go take a Muay Thai class. Right, I, I'm not, not before. I mean, yeah. now I probably would. <laughs> but, like, you know, I mean, I got into it when I was a kid, so that's probably part of it, but... Um, I wasn't the kind of person that probably would have gone for that. But I think Aikido attracts a lot of people that find it more accessible, maybe. Um, or that originally get into it, like we've talked about many times, like for a bunch of different reasons, for cultural reasons, or, um, you know, as a way to kind of exercise a little more, or, you know, reasons that aren't having to do with it being a martial art, necessarily. Right, right. Um, so I think, like... I can see why a lot of people would start in Aikido and move to other things because it's kind of more accessible, I would right. say. Um, and I, for me at least, it's been cool to realize like, well, well, hey, I like Aikido a lot. Maybe I'll like these other things too, you know, and, and kind of branch outside of that. So back to my initial question because I think they're like, what, what? So you're talking about going and looking at other martial arts. What other martial arts would you tell people to look into and why might they do that? Like, what are they going to get out of it, you know? I, I understand that. I'm trying not to derail your question. But, <laughs> but man, it's just hard because it's like, what do you want? Because okay. So let's uh, step back even further. Let's just be specific then. Let's say, you know, I, I gotta <coughs> go, uh, I'm going to go study uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Uh, what are some of the things that I might be getting out of that that I can then take back to my... One of the awesomest things you're going to get out of doing Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is you're going to learn what uh, competitive martial arts are like. 
Uh, so you're going to learn what it's like to roll with someone, for someone actually to try and dominate you. In Aikido, even in Tamiki-style Aikido, I think you don't really see a lot of this. I mean, maybe at the high levels when people are really getting serious about competition. But you don't see a lot of this like real desire to dominate someone else. And in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu class, you're going to meet guys like that, right? And you're also going to meet the opposite, which is really awesome. And I think this is why a lot of people who taste Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu want to keep getting it in their life is you will meet people who are awesome and they're not trying to dominate you. They're just doing it because they're just so much better than you. And it's not like they're trying to rub it in your face or be a tough guy. It's just they're way better than you and you can't do anything to them without them sweeping you, getting on top of you, putting you in bad positions. And they're having a fun, good time the whole time. That's and how like, I feel Geez. when I wrestle with you. <laughs> <laughs> but like seeing that is like for real like that's the like iconic martial arts image we all have which is like there's this master and they, they're gonna do stuff to me and I can't do anything back to them it's like yeah you'll see that for real in Brazilian jiu-jitsu and it's awesome it's very awesome uh, and then what what about something like uh, you know either HEMA stuff or uh, other weapons work stuff? so um, by the time I got to HEMA, I had done so much digesting of the sword work in Aikido that I kind of did the opposite, which is the opposite of what I'm going to say most people are going to get from it. For me, it was like, oh, wow, here's the thing I discovered in Aikido that took me four years to, to squeeze it out of Aikido. And then you see it in HEMA guys, and they just talk about it very simply. It's a very simple rule of fencing or something. You're like, oh, man, I had to look at the forms forever to get this. But if you're trying to understand weapons work, HEMA is a beautiful area to work in right now. They are super into it. They're looking at a lot of different cultures and a lot of different groups and a lot of different time periods and assorted weapons. Um, so it's not Japanese specific, no, but weapons are weapons and you know, spears are spears and they, they operate in the same ways. Swords are swords or types of swords or types of swords and they operate in the same ways. Um, strategies are strategies. And so like by learning that stuff in HEMA where it's very transparent, very, very obvious what we're doing in HEMA, you know, I'm trying to be better at fencing. Um, that will that will bleed over into your Aikido weapons work really quick. And you'll realize that Aikido weapons works really pretty good. I hear people bash it and it's like, well, then you just don't understand it because all the stuff I see in other weapons work exists in Aikido weapons work. And so you don't necessarily, like, I'm, so I'm doing Aikido, I don't necessarily even need to uh, continue on with another Japanese uh, art either, right? In fact, I would say don't. Uh, try something different yeah. so you, you bump out of it now look you know i've definitely gone through phases in my life where i wanted to look at more japanese stuff so i could understand what was japanese about aikido you know like you know like right. so, so well, when you see the those culture part of right it. exactly what are the cultural norms um and then like doing another culture is awesome because you're like oh what are just the martial art norms you know it has nothing to do with culture or you know right. anything like that it just has to do with like yeah people always wrestle like this or people right. always the, grab things the, like, like this universal truths of the yeah. thing which I think is interesting in, in just the limited amount of things that I have done different than uh, Aikido is you begin to see like uh, there are some things that just they, they transfer, they're across, they go across everything um, and they're the same. So like, you know, the thing that you're going to be doing in uh, fencing, it, it is the same that you're doing in Aikido. And maybe there's some specifics that are slightly different, but the, the, the principle, the idea is are the same oh yeah 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 um so uh, you know like these are all awesome things you're going to get out of cross training you're going to see truths in the art that were hard to see before because you're so submersed in it you know that that famous story uh uh koichi bearish tells a story you know about uh the the young fish asking the old fish what is the sea and the old fish tells the young fish uh you live in the sea you breathe in the sea you eat in the sea you die in the sea you love in the sea you hate in the sea you know you do all these things in the sea 
Um, and it still is, you know, kind of like to the young fish, he's like, all right, you told me I did all this thing, but what is the sea? Because when something's all around you, it's hard to understand what it is because it's right. just, it's your everything because it's my everything. It's like, I can't even see what that is because everything I do has it involved in it. And so like, it's when you do another martial art, you go, oh, that Aikido thing is unique or, oh, that Aikido thing is the same. Right. It's kind of like moving away from your hometown <clears throat> or moving away, moving out of your parents' house for the first time. It's like, this is all you've ever known, right? right? You, this is your entire world. You've, on, you've only ever lived here and you got to go somewhere else to maybe to a different city, you know, even if it's a, you know, a town away or something to figure out what is the same and different about living in a place, you What's know, the thing that I what's like the difference? What, what do I like? like? What yeah. do I dislike? Yeah. Right. yeah. And right. like figuring out, you know, if it's, you know, to you better or worse or the same or, you know, what your experience is with that. And the only way to know is to try something else. And right. Now let's talk about the difficulties in, in doing this, because I feel like there's definitely some difficulties and especially when, uh, you're starting, um, and, and you see this a lot of uh, times when people are cross-training and they'll come into the dojo, uh, and they are used to doing something in a specific way. Um, and so they're uncomfortable, or a lot of times maybe they just won't they'll do something in the way that they are used to doing it or have been shown to, to do it. Um, and so I feel like, especially early on for people, it might be confusing to... Uh, be working in two different zones, right? And have to travel between them oh, yeah. because they don't even maybe understand um, how those things are related or not related, et cetera, so forth. So, I mean, is this something that you would suggest for a beginner? Like when I start Aikido, I should start here and start over here at the same time? Or should I give myself time in one so that I can help or does it matter? It's a tricky question, but I'm going to give you a really good general bit of advice for that, which is... Um, Get settled in one before you add another because it, it's easy for it all to become a muddle. And, you know, I've done, I don't know how many martial arts systems at this point in my life, uh, a lot. And I still, when I get into one, I will dedicate, ask Maya, she's seen me do it. Uh, I will dedicate myself insanely to a martial art. I will just look at it as much as I can because I need to like be clear on what's my stuff, what's another system and what's this system. And so like, I just have to like, submerse myself in it so even for myself who's done a lot of martial arts systems when i'm studying something new i will just look at nothing but that system you know like i mean i still have to always teach aikido and i'm always involved in some project but that that will take a second note in my uh, in my mind like my creative active mind to whatever i'm studying right now you know if i'm studying a new sword form or i'm studying boxing or whatever it is i'm studying that's what i study so my general advice is you need to get comfortable with one system have a good idea of it and that doesn't mean you have to be a black belt or you have to have done it for 10 years you know take a, a fair amount of time to be comfortable with what that system's asking of you and trying to get you to do before you jump into another one yeah i think every time you learn something new you're kind of you know trudging a new pathway in the snow you know and it's like you have to walk that pathway multiple times to kind of pat it down and you know have that like get used to walking that way before right. you try something new you right. know what i mean and like it's going to be hard too to find a new path because you've already been walking this one after a while, you know, but it like, you know, you got to give yourself some time to, to try that, to do that one thing first and then jump to the other thing. And it can be difficult at first because they'll be all mixed up in your head. And I don't know, we saw this with uh, a new student the other day, of course, I mean, I'm sure we've all seen this where it's like you're trying to teach them roles and because they've learned to follow a certain way, this girl was, a, it was because of soccer. 
she was used to falling a certain way and it was making her rolls really weird and she was like ah because of soccer I'm, I'm used to falling this one way and now it's hard to, to learn rolls it's called the flop right soccer, I <laughs> exactly um yeah or like people doing gymnastics and doing somersaults right they want to do somersaults all the right time, yeah. it's the same kind of stuff you know so like it might be close enough to where it's difficult to to separate the two and to do the thing that you want to do rather than yeah. the thing that you're used to doing yeah, and especially this is especially true if they're similar types, you know. So if you're studying uh, Muay Thai at the same time you're studying Western boxing, you're going to get some interference, you know, like because the the styles are so similar, you know. Or a real bad example would be like Western wrestling, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu um, at the same time. And you know, like while I know people who have done it and and say that they liked it, um, it's such a night and day. Even though they're both grappling systems where you're holding someone down. They're night and day. In Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, perfectly acceptable to be on your back. You know, in wrestling, uh, not at all acceptable to be on your back. In, in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, you can't let someone come to your back to, like, set up a choke or something. In wrestling, not as big a deal. You know, so, like, there's these big differences that, that make it hard to, to separate the games in your head, you know. Yeah, and that could definitely be difficult, uh, I think, at the beginning. So, another question or another thing that I think is can be... Uh, uh, problematic uh, or or should be addressed is you know um, in some schools there is a uh, they may be strict about wanting you to do these things or not wanting you to do these things and uh, the you know the Ignacio and this is not a problem in our school but uh, Ignacio was you know uh, I think one of the questions was like yeah so do you you know do you have to ask your teacher to go study somewhere else, do you, you know, there's all of these like protocols. Um, so, what I mean, advice can we give to? Like I said, it's not necessarily a problem in our school. What What are the protocols that that people should go to if they're thinking like, man, I want to go study something else? Uh, is my teacher gonna get mad at me, and you know, not want me to come back here? Or? So, if you value the relationship with your current teacher, talk to them about this before you move on, right? So. Look, in my school, and, and I, I'm pretty verbal about saying this without even being asked, that like I am totally cool with people training in whatever they want to train in um, because it's your training, you know, and that's kind of what Ignacio was saying, you know, is that like, you know, my training's my training. It's like, it's your training. You're training yourself. That's what you're doing. And so I am in support of people seeking whatever kind of training they want. Um, they ask my advice. I'll tell them basically the same thing I said on here, which is like, get comfortable with one before you add another, but you know, it's all up to you, you know, like you, you're a different person than me. So maybe you have a better, better I'm way of learning these things, you know? Yeah. So, um, so you, you should ask though, because, uh, you can hurt someone's feelings and especially a lot of traditional Japanese teachers whose feelings will be hurt if you go study another thing. Um, and you know, students have been kicked out of schools for stuff like this. So, so everyone's different. Everyone has different mentalities of, of the way that they want to, handle their student-teacher relationships. So ask. That's the first thing to do is always ask. Um, if you know you're going to train in other martial arts because that's what you're into, when you first meet a teacher, explain to them right away. They're much more likely if they're on the fence, if you tell them as soon as you start training with them, I'm going to be training in other martial arts or I am currently already training in other martial arts. Uh, if they're on the fence, they're more likely to say, okay, that's that's acceptable, you know, I understand. Um, and if they're they're strictly no about it, then they're going to tell you before you even start training, like, oh, no, that's not acceptable here. Um, so you have to have that conversation with your teacher. It just has to be done. What would you suggest for, so, like, I could see 
being a person, you know, if you're training in Aikido, right, and you decide to go do jujitsu, right, um, and you've been doing it for a while, now you're kind of excited about it, right, you've kind of got the new excitement of doing a new art, right, and you want to come over to your Aikido school and, like, you know, roll around with some of the other students that are there before class or something, what would you suggest to a student that maybe is a little bit excited about doing that at their other school? You right. know what I mean? Like yeah. taking, you know, crossing the yeah, yeah, the yeah. Two crossing things. the streams. You know, crossing yeah. the streams. Yeah, I wasn't going to say that, but yeah. Just like in Ghostbusters, there is a time when one needs to cross the streams. Um, but but uh, it's inherently dangerous also, right? So um, depending on how comfortable the teacher is, I mean, you know, I am totally cool with it. Uh, and in fact, if I see them doing something cool, I'll ask them, hey, where did that come from? That's neat, you know? Um, that's because I've done a lot of that myself. Don't go into someone else's school and start doing stuff that isn't part of that school, right? Like, um, and if you want to do that at all, have long discussions with your teacher about it before you do that, right? Like, yeah. so so don't go become a teacher to all these students mm -hmm. of boxing after you box right, for right, six right, weeks, right. you know? And then you come back to the Aikido school and you're like, hey guys, do you want to learn how to box? I'll teach you uh, before teach class. You like, yeah. don't pull that. You know, that's, that's an asshole move. Um, I think cross-culturally an asshole move. So, um, so, so have a discussion if you want to do that. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with enlisting students. Um, you know, if your teacher's cool with it, um, to enlisting them to working after class, not at the dojo with you, you know, I mean, it's, you're, you're on your own, but have the conversation, have the conversation. Yeah. I think a good point, uh, to make here also is that while you're in your class, uh, do what you're being asked right. in the way that you are being asked to do it. Yes. Um, and, you know, make that clear distinction in your head and leave the other stuff uh, to the side until you're in that class. Yeah. And then yeah. do what they say. Yeah. Um, yeah. Don't, I mean, you're there, and, and, and that should seem fairly self-evident, right? Because it's like, I'm there to learn from this person. So I'm... It seems like I would want to do what they're telling me in the way that they're telling me because I am enlisting their help and yes. paying them money uh, in most cases. Sometimes you get caught up, though, and I think, like, um, so. I mean, sometimes your own ego can get in the way of that and not even realize that you're doing it, you know? So, like, I think this has happened a couple times in class, and it, it does bug me a bit where we'll be... Um, you know, so if you if you go, if you study Aikido and, like, a, some sort of sport martial art, you're used to kind of, like, thinking about martial arts maybe in a different way or thinking about it more like a sport because what you're doing is a sport martial right. art. So you're trying to, like, win the game. Right. The game of BJJ or whatever it is. Right. Um, and that's, like, perfect. That's what you do there. But in Aikido, you know, like, say we're doing some sort of little drill where it's, like, we're, tr you know, trying to escape this, 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 this grip. Um, you know, and that's the that's the little drill that we're doing, right? Like, right, not to get them back, but right. to just simply yeah. escape. Right. It, so, like, and and I think like when we've done that, I, I've noticed sometimes like people will, without realizing it, play the game rather than try to that like right. learn the thing the that we're trying yeah. to learn. You know, and like, hey man, I've done it myself, so you know it happens. Um, but like getting like being aware of the mentality that you put yourself in depending on the the place that you're in you know yeah. so like in when we're doing that it's it's not about win like winning the you know oh yeah i got free because i like you know blasted you super hard like harder than we needed to for this this thing it's like no 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 you want to work on 
how do I most efficiently and in the most chill way possible, you know, escape from this grip? Like, <laughs> that's what we're trying to train right now. So, like, I don't know, just keeping in mind the mentality that you need to be in, the, the learning mentality, and keeping the, the goal in mind of what you're trying to do, which isn't always winning, right. you know? Right, um, Depending on what you're doing. Right. Um, and I think with that, too, like, you know, you get trained in a certain way to act in a certain way and bow in a certain way in your dojo and then maybe you go to a more relaxed school that it's not such a big deal to bow yeah. and do all this crazy yeah. stuff like coming back to your dojo you still have to bow and conduct yourself like a person of that dojo this you know? becomes really problematic if you're studying a couple styles of aikido at the same time um because you just get confused you know <laughs> it, it's it's you know like on like legitimately honestly like oh i'm used to doing that over here you know you hear people talk about training in Hambu Dojo and training in Iwama and having these kind of problems. Like, oh, oh, this is a you know a little paradigm shift right here. You know, so right. you got to be clear. And I mean, this is true for martial arts training. Even if you're not talking about cross training, be clear about what your objectives are. And so when you're cross training, it's even more true. Which is like, what are my objectives in this style? What are my objectives in the other style? What is appropriate for this school versus that school? You know. And I think along with that, I don't know. A question that I was going to ask you guys is say you're training two things or you're thinking about training two arts or three arts or whatever, I think time's a really big factor in everybody's lives because um, we only have so much time to spend at a dojo or two jo dojos or three or whatever. Um, how, what would you recommend for, so say I, I'm training, I've got three nights a week to train. You know, I've got two hours a night, three, three nights a week. Um, and previously I've just been doing Aikido. And, and now I want to try something else, you know, um, how helpful is it to do, you know, or say, let's say I have two nights, one night of Aikido, one night of something else. Would I make better progress just sticking to one thing? You see what I'm asking? Like, yeah, like yeah, yeah. what, what kind of judgment call would you make if you want to get good at martial arts? You know, would you split your time between two different things or three different things and, you know, progress slower? Cause we've talked about the more often you're somewhere, the the faster you progress. So you know, right. if you're doing once a week at the Aikido Dojo, how much are you really progressing over time versus if you had just stayed at that one place and done three days a week or whatever? Yeah. And, you know, it really depends on, again, like w what you're up to with that and where you're at. So, you know, like you're an Aikido Shodan, Nidan Sandan, you know, like you, you, you've you done a lot of Aikido. Um, you, A, have a responsibility to the dojo you're currently in if you want to keep going to it, meaning don't just disappear if you want to have a good relationship with that dojo, right? So if you all of a sudden go from three nights a week, two hours every night to zero for three <laughs> months, then it's like everyone at the dojo is kind of like, what happened to that guy, you know? Right. Um, but at the same time, if you're a Shodan, Nidan, Sandan, um, you also have a hang of Aikido. And so it's like, uh, it's good to spend your training time doing other stuff maybe at that point, right. you know? like. Um, uh, I'm very encouraging of that. Like, well, you understand Aikido, what other stuff? And check out cool stuff, you know? Um, and especially if you're not, you know, there, there's this time in Aikido where you you understand the system and you're trying to figure out other stuff. And then there's there'll be a time after that, if you stick with Aikido, that you, you want to be a teacher or something. And then you've got to rehone your Aikido, you know? So it depends on what phase you're in of training. Uh, if you're in the beginning phases of training, um, I would really say, Stick with one art until you're comfortable with it. Once you're comfortable with it, how important is the other thing to you? You know, so like it's it's such such a damn judgment call, and I'd love yeah. to give you a, a really easy answer, but I don't think I can because it just depends on you and what do you want. Like my big thing is if if you want to have a good relationship 
with the dojo, um, either one, tell them I'm going to take a break for a while so they know, um, or you have to still make a minimum requirement of time, you know, and, and I would even let them know, you know, like, hey, I'm going to be doing some other stuff. And so I'm probably only going to be here one day a week for six months or a year or who knows however long, right? Mm -hmm. um, so so uh, keeping your relationships good is is good. You know, you want to have good relationships <laughs> with, with your dojos. Um, was there anything else that, uh, we hit all the big stuff? I mean, I feel like we hit a lot of the big stuff and I feel like we sort of talked about the things that I have seen or, uh, personally or heard from other people or questions uh, that, uh, have arose as, you know, people come in and out of the dojo or, or we go and, and do other stuff. So I feel like, um, it, hopefully this is helpful to people at least to give them an, some kind of idea of like. Oh, okay. I, you know, I was thinking about this. Maybe I need to rethink it, or maybe I need, or I can move forward. So. Yeah. Well, I was just gonna say too, like just kind of here at the end, like, what, what's the positive? Like, what could people get out of cross training? You know. Um, they're gonna get understanding their own. They're gonna get understanding Aikido better. I think. Um, yeah. they're also gonna get understanding as a whole what martial, martial arts yeah. are. Yeah. Um, and that's very important. Um, because then when you do that, you, you start to realize that Aikido doesn't have to be everything, you know? Mm. This is a stupid story. I, I told this story the other day. But when I was a kid, I found this really cool knife in my yard. It was this, uh, it, was a, it was a Gerber, uh, uh, what's that guy's name? Uh, Jackie Black? You know, the knife yeah. maker? Uh, 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 no, anyways, but, uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's a cool knife maker. I made this know. boot yeah. knife. Um, for Gerber, it was awesome. It locked in the sheath. I thought it was super cool. It was like a stiletto style blade. You found it in um, your yard? I found it in my yard. Yeah. Like somebody dropped it out of their pocket or the cops were coming and they tossed it in the yard. I don't know what happened, but I found it. Right. And so I thought it was awesome. I mean, cause it was a, it was like a real, like, you know, in my 10 year old mind or whatever, it's like a real yeah, like knife. badass yeah, guy yeah, knife, yeah, you know, like that's the kind of knife you do stuff with. Yeah. And, um, so, uh, I remember it was getting around Halloween and I wanted to carve the pumpkin with this knife, you know, now it's a stiletto, right? Which means like a straight, uh, double-edged knife. It's built to stab into someone's lungs and kill them or stab into an artery or their heart or, you know, they, it's, it's built for one purpose, sticking in someone to, to make them die. Um, and I wanted to carve a pumpkin with it. Stilettos suck at carving pumpkins. They're shitty at it, yeah. right? They don't. There's no belly on the blade. It doesn't have any curve to it. Um, it's built too fat to like not destroy the pumpkin as you stick the knife in there, you know. But see, to me, it's a perfect badass fighter guy right. knife. Right. And right. so, right. like, I want that knife to do yeah, everything. Yeah. So, of course, it should carve a pumpkin. But it carved a pumpkin shitty, and I had to admit that it carved pumpkins crappy. And honestly, that little thin, crappy, serrated thing that you get in a package right. for two bucks much worked a job. way better right. job right. for carving a pumpkin. And that upset me. I remember as a kid being like, man, I don't know if this knife is everything that I thought this it could is, be. This knife is crap. It's a piece it of shit, you know? But, you know, you couldn't stab someone in the lungs with the little thing that comes right. out of a, you know? So everything's purpose-built for something. And so when you only know Aikido and your answer for all self-defense stuff is Aikido, then a lot of situations you go, oh man, this thing's a piece of right, shit, right. you know? And so like, you know, maybe- Or even worse, you get overwhelmed if you're ever in that situation right. because you've never experienced other than, so you're an you're answering A and uh, that's not even part right, of the equation. Right, that's not even part of the equation. And you yeah. get bowled over or whatever. So, so, you know, understanding that like when you take a bigger scope of martial arts, 
um, you start to really get like, oh, this is built for this stuff and this is built for this stuff, you know? A lot of times I get in arguments with people because I'm like, Aikido is not a martial art where we really dominate people physically. We don't do that. And uh, people get upset. And they're like, but I want physical domination. It's like, cool, there's lots of martial arts that exhibit physical domination. Go do that, right? That's a cool idea. So what you're saying is you got to be a knife collector. Yeah, exactly <laughs> right. I mean, like, you know, depending, like, you know, like, if you... I guess if, you don't have to be. <laughs> if you want pragmatic value out of your Aikido, you need to be a knife collector, right? You need to have different tools and understand what the different tools are. If you just want to do Aikido, like, you know, some people, like, you know, they uh, arrange flowers, right? You don't need to know every flower arranging style because you just want to arrange some flowers to make a pretty display for your house. Some people want to know a little bit about martial arts, and so they don't need to know all of them. They just need to know a little bit about martial arts. That's like a hobbyist person doing it, and that's totally cool. Don't feel like you're a bad person for not studying a million martial arts systems. Totally cool. But if you're obsessive about martial arts and, you know, if you're one of these people out there posting like, how do I make my Aikido work? You know, Aikido sucks, or you've got all these strong opinions then yes, you have to train Go in multiple martial arts. Else, yeah. like, that's absolutely yeah. and, and if for nothing else, then uh, that moment when you realize that your uh, stiletto does a carve a pumpkin. That's right. You know I mean? That's right. And have that moment and go, oh, you know? And and, and, not, and realize you don't have to carve that knife up and change it. Right, right. I could just buy another knife, right? right? There's I other tools out there. Get that $2. Yeah, that $2 thing works great, man. <laughs> All right. Well, I think uh, that puts us at our time, and also we did it. Did another good one, uh, hopefully for people. So I like how Josh just, yep, that was a good one, folks. Good if one. you don't think you liked it, you are dumb. Ignacio, <laughs> you're wrong. Ignacio will tell us one way or another. He'll tell us if it's good or not. Say, all right, guys, you missed <laughs> this and this and this and this. Um, I'm sure we missed something. Yeah, sure, and, oh, and yeah, you know, so those who are listening can feel free to um, let us know. You can find us on all the social media platforms. Aikido of Fresno uh, Aikido Discussed, you can look for it. And let us know where we love to talk to people. Yes, yeah, so. please. Uh, we need more uh, topics because uh, oh, yeah. right now yeah. we kind of get together and we're like, what the hell are we talking about this week? And, and you know, like... Shh, you're not supposed to tell them that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, we can <laughs> have natural conversation, but maybe it's the same thing for six weeks. Right. So it's like, uh, that's boring for you guys to listen to the same thing. So, yeah, weeks, it so. definitely, if there's something that you specifically want to hear us talk about... We say this every week. Yeah, don't hesitate. Don't hesitate. Tell us, and yeah. we will probably do it because... And the easiest way to contact us would probably just be to find Aikido of Fresno on Facebook. Yeah. Um, and all three of us can answer and that. send us a message. Yeah, we'll all be able to see that. Um, and yeah, thanks again for listening, guys. Yeah, appreciate it.